welcome again to another edition of the Four Thinkers Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Pugh. I hope you guys had a great Easter Sunday. I hope that everything went well, that you got to go see family, friends, you attended church, you attended praise and worship, that you reflected on life and all the blessings that have been given to us. May not be where we want to be at this particular time, but hey, progress slow and steady. We're not where we used to be, you know. The older I get, the more I realize that that true cliche of the church, you know, it's not. I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. And that applies for all of us. Okay, so no matter who you are, or where you are, just remember, you not you may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. So that's positive. Today's a little bit early for me to have done a recording. Uh, I was actually planning on doing uh, a recording on uh, Tuesday, where I'll be talking to a buddy of mine out of New York City, Terrence Hines. Uh, we've been friends for, you know, close to 15 years, maybe over 15 years. Uh, we're just going to chop it up. He's a, a father of two girls. You know, I have a daughter, so that conversation is going to be a little bit fun, just the challenges of, you know, raising daughters. Uh, also, dealing with mental health at the same time, you know talk a little bit about our journeys and where we're at in those particular journeys and, you know, just have a nice productive talk, man, you know. But that'll be coming on, on Tuesday. This one is like a little bit of a surprise episode, if I could call it a surprise. It was a surprise to me that I was actually going to do it. That's why I'll call it a surprise episode. Uh, because, like most of us, I got caught down the rabbit hole of Facebook, you know. And Facebook is an interesting place along with Twitter and everything like that but Facebook is really interesting because you get to find all types of material and if you're a podcaster like me when you are running low on ideas like I was this weekend and last week you could go always go to Facebook and you can find some new material you know uh, the material I found today uh, is a bit serious I, I really want to have a more serious talk even though I have the whole theme of my podcast is serious uh, this one is going to be a little bit more important I think uh, because it, it really highlights the purpose of this podcast, you know. Having said that, uh, I think there's one point that I need to make before I go in to what I want to talk about right now. So that it's, it makes a, a little bit of a clearer picture, you know. We all know Kevin Samuels, you know, the YouTube sensation who has blown up over the last couple of months you know he just become huge man you know started off small and then blew up everybody's talking about him you love him you hate him whatever the case may be you got an opinion about the man and congratulations to him and all his success normally I don't like talking about other people as far as like podcasts and getting into like gossip and things in the entertainment industry that is not my field I don't that's not what I do Okay, so uh, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't bring up Kevin Samuels' name. However, I think it's important in in this context. Uh, so Kevin Samuels has a Kevin Samuels fans has a Facebook page for Kevin Samuels fans to join and communicate and do things like that. You know, uh, I joined last week. You know, just to browse through because, like I said, I need material because I'm a podcaster. Ideas don't grow on trees. And this evening, a couple of hours ago, I found myself 
under a post and going back and forth and have, trying to have a um, intellectual dialogue with a couple of people. And at the end of that hour and a half, I came out and I came to a realization that the black man is the most misunderstood man in all the world. Not in your country, not in your state, not in your city, not in your borough, not on your block, not in your building, in the world. And it's depressing because not only are we misunderstood by uh, all the races of people, we're misunderstood by our own. And when I say we're misunderstood by our own, I'm not just talking about women of our race. I'm talking about men as well. Why do I say that? Okay. So let me just read a, uh, let me read the post. Okay. And uh, you may understand what I mean. So I will say this, uh, excuse the language. I'm going to read it verbatim as far as what the post said. Okay. So just excuse me. Keep that in mind. Now, what the fuck is, what the fuck is going on with the men in this group? Where are the men who are having and have always had positive experience with women? We need to speak up and close this gap that is being wedged between men and women. This is nuts. I will uh, admit, well, let me say this first before I admit anything. Kevin Samuels has been, in my opinion, a godsend. Why has he been a godsend? I think that what you've seen with the rise of Kevin Samuels is that whether he realized it or not, he has exposed a, a festering wound in the belly of black America. That wound is being the the everyday struggles of the black man. Um, it, it it just I don't think like up until now I don't think anybody's really talked about what black men want. I don't even think, even think that it's been a consideration uh, as far as what a black man may want to need or anything like that. Okay. And, and it's just crazy. So what I want to do right now is I just want to present a case. I'm not going to use profanity. I'll try not to. Let me say that. Uh, I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm not going to ins- insult anybody. I want to present the case as far as the position that black men are in right now and why you may be seeing uh negative which you may perceive well I, you won't perceive it is some of the some of the posts are, that you'll see in the comments in the commentary they are negative but I'm going to go against popular opinion saying that they're negative just to be negative they, there is a underlying reason why it's negative okay uh, so just bear with me I think that what you are seeing from a lot of black men who present as angry and frustrated and and a, a bit aggressive and things like that and it could be it could be deemed as disrespect. I think what you're seeing is pent up frustration. 
it is pent up frustration uh, from years and years and years of mistreatment by everybody. Right now, there's a whole uh, movement, and uh, I can't say some movement, but it's just been the same that um, the black woman is the least protective person on planet Earth. I would respectfully disagree. Now, black people in general, we are just very unappreciated. We're undervalued. We're not really given the respect that we truly deserve or earn on this planet, even though we are the original man, which sounds odd. Every other nation comes from us, but we're the least respected. How does that make sense? But that's a subject for another day. For decades, I'm 33 years old. As long as I have been aware, aware of my surroundings, the black man has been blamed for everything wrong in the black community for years. Without any consideration of how the situation played out, it has just been his fault. The blame has solely been placed on his shoulders. So, you name it. Kids not acting right, black man's fault. Guys losing their jobs, different things like that, black man's fault. Poverty, black man's fault. Miseducation, black man's fault. Everything is the black man's fault. Broken homes, black man's fault. Broken marriages, black man's fault. All the black man's fault. Then on the other side of that token, because that's not just it, it's just not only that the it's the black man's fault. There are those of us who try to live the right way, who try to do the right things. And we've been doing that for a very long time. But the black community has been corrupted in such a way that those guys who try to live the right way, who try to do things the right way, who try to live things in order and decency and different things like that, they get labeled as lames. Weird. Nobody respects them. They don't have street cred. They don't have swag. So you're either a thug, a deadbeat, and a detriment to the African-American community. Or you're a lame. There doesn't seem to be an in-between. So, think about the good guys. <laughs> the good guys get turned down for shallow reasons. You know? You're not tall enough. You're not dark enough. You're not short enough. You're too big. You're too small. Uh, you don't have swag. You don't make enough money. Uh... Whatever the case may be. So you get blamed for every all of the downfalls, but then you get criticized for nothing, for, for just being who you are. And then when you have somebody, for instance, let's just use Kevin Samuels for examples, who speaks up and says, hey, you know what? 
I understand that the black community has a lot of desires. Black women deserve certain things. Black children deserve certain things. Elders deserve certain things. And, you know, for our elders, we have to do certain things, right? But when it comes to the black man, his needs aren't ever, his needs aren't considered. His desires aren't considered. And worst of all, we shoulder all of the blame for the downfalls of our community. Like the women of our community weren't there with us and they have no role to play. Not in everything. But is everything the black man's fault? I just want I just think about it. Is everything the black man's fault? I think that there is no black man under the sun who would say that there aren't well, let's use this for example. It's something that really gets under my skin, you know. I can't stand a guy and it bothers me to my core. It burns me up. You have the futures of the world and Dwight Howard's of the world, just be example. For as an example. They have I don't know. Let's just say eight kids. Let's use that number. I'm not sure exactly what the number is, nor do I care. They have eight kids by seven different women. To me, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what type of uh, success you might have acquired. I don't care what you might have achieved. You're scum to me. You are scum. Because there is no way that no matter how good of a follower you may perceive yourself to be, the fact that the reality is this, you can't be in seven places at once. It's not possible. And to a, and you think it's just them, just a Dwight Howard and a, a future. No, they're just the, the celebrity versions of the gentleman I'm talking, talking about. We have them every day in our communities. A, one guy fathering children with five different women. Five separate homes. Think about all the problems that that causes. You as a parent cannot be in five, six, seven places at once. And at the same time, manage your own household that you have independently because you're not with any of the kids' mothers. To me, I don't even think you can say that you are a good father if you have multiple children by multiple women. That's out of the question. You blew that. Listen, life happens. You were with one woman. It didn't work out. You, had a, yeah, you guys had a kid, but the relationship didn't work out. That second woman. You either got to make that relationship work if you have a kid or don't have kids at all. Because then, then that's not being a good parent. Because you have not just... You rob both kids of life that they deserve. Children deserve to have both parents in the home. They just do. I know so like people feel like it's an old conservative value. No. I'm not conservative 
so to say, as politically on the political side of, of the Republicans or conservative by any stretch of imagination. I understand, you know, life happens after things like that. However, I will give them credit for this. The idea of the, the correct way to raise a family is a two-parent home. It is just me and my wife with one daughter. And it is hard parenting with the two of us. Being a single parent can't be, it's got to be difficult. I don't have that experience. I don't know. But there's no way it could be easy. It just can't be. Because me and my wife struggle with one child. You know? And it's not, no, struggle's a bad word. Because we're not struggling. Struggling is a terrible word. We're not struggling. It is just difficult. It is not easy to be responsible and care for a young being and making sure that they grow up to be a responsible, loving, successful, good individual. It takes two parents to do that. And if you have multiple children, even more of a reason for them all to be in one household. Because then you're dividing time. I don't care how many times you visit. I don't care if you go to each house every day for an hour, two, three, four hours. I don't care if you spend a night at each house every week. It is not the same as far as you living in the house with the child or with the children. It's just not the same. So if you want to be a good parent, the first thing you need to do is when you have a child, you either stay with the parent, you either stay with their mother, Or you just don't have any more children. Like that's it. All this happening, you're spreading your seeds five, six different places. You are only contributing. You're only contributing to the dysfunction of the community. You are not a, you are not an asset. You are a liability. Now, I think every man will agree with that sentiment. This, contrary to popular belief, men do not like other men who don't take care of their children. I don't have a friend right now who doesn't take care of their children. Every friend, every male friend I have takes care of their child. They're with them. They're either in the home with them or if it didn't work out with um, their mother, they're, they're with their child all the time. There's not two, three, four, five different other houses that they got to visit. Now, that's something that women agree with. That's something that men agree with. We are in complete unison with that. But there's another side of the the, the token. And the side of the token that has been swept under the rug, ignored, overlooked for years. And is that is the role that the women play in those single family homes. And I'm saying this out of love. I'm not being judgmental. I understand things happen. I understand that we as human beings, we make poor choices. I get all of that. However, there seems to be a lack. There seems, excuse me, I could be wrong. I don't know what women talk about. And I'm only going by what we see on social media and on TV and talk shows. I'm only going by what we see. I don't know the intimate details of what goes behind closed doors. 
But what I will say is that there just seems to be a lack of accountability when it comes to women and children. Future and Dwight Howard have multiple children by multiple women. And I hate the term baby mama because it just sounds so tacky and ghetto and it, it just, it, it, I hate it. But we'll use it for right now. Baby mama number one. I understand. You got with him. Things didn't work out. It happens. Okay. Baby mama number two. You know what? You met a guy. He had children. Or he had a child. He had children. Whatever case. Maybe with another woman. You know what? Their relationship didn't work out. That has nothing to do with you. You know what? I understand. Baby mother number three. You're my problem. You're the issue. So you thought that you were different from the other two. You thought that that the situation with you and him would be much different. How can I not hold you accountable for that? If he wasn't with the first two, what makes you think he's going to be with you? It then only gets worse because baby mother number four, you had three examples behind you. If you want to deal with him, why would you get pregnant? Why would you... Why would you get pregnant about him? Now, this is where we normally have the problem. Because part of the lack of accountability that we as men see is that immediately the blame gets shifted. But the problem is we've already con- we've already condemned and cast away and stoned the man for what he's done and what he's doing. But when you point out to the woman, hey, you had three other examples. You had two other examples. Why did you think you were different? Or you had one other example. Why, why did you take the risk? Well, the answer we get is, well, it's the man's fault. He left. I didn't make this baby alone. That is true. You didn't make the baby alone. I, I'm, I don't know, but was it a situation where you were raped? If you were raped, that's completely different. I'm pushing you to the side. That's different. Okay? That's not even a conversation. But for this argument, I already know that's not what happened. Were you coerced? Did he ask you to have his baby? No matter what, you you had to know. The answer should have been no. You You shouldn't have never gotten pregnant. Shouldn't have. And you know what? It is okay to say, yes, I made a mistake. And I would not encourage other women to do the same thing I did. But it is perceived by a majority of men from what we have seen and what we hear and what we encounter and everything like that. And I, that they like, lack of accountability. Because when you bring it up, people get defensive. Not people. Let me just say women. some women, some women get defensive. I mean, where's the equality? 
that's not equality. That is, again, it's special privileges. Because equality is we hold men accountable, we hold women accountable. Same way. But if we're not going to hold the women accountable and just make excuses for them and portray them to be victims, well, then that's just a privilege. We're no longer talking about equality. We're talking about special privileges now. And another thing that may get frustrated is, is that ladies, like I said, I'm trying to be respectful and I'm just trying to present the case for what men, how men feel. You can't have it both ways. You can't be strong and independent and a strong black woman yet not be accountable, not have the strength to hold yourself accountable and hold other women accountable. It, it can't happen. It doesn't work. That's not how, that's not how strength works. You have to have the strength to give and to take. Sorry. Another red herring that they'll use is, oh, you talk about single mothers. Your mother was a single mother. That is true. My mother was a single mother. That doesn't neglect her from getting a smoke either. My mother's not exempt. My aunts, they're not exempt. Sisters, cousins, they're not exempt. Nobody's exempt. I love you to death. You mean the world to me, but you're not exempt. You gotta get that smoke too. The questions have to be asked. It's not just that these men, that men, men are bums. These, they, they are men you chose. That's the position that men are taking. Like, like listen, you can down, you're bashing all men, but they're the men you chose. You had the you had the answers to a test and you still failed. And that, that is, like I said, like this is not meant to be an insult. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to paint a picture that yes, mistake. Men are not the only ones who make mistakes. Women, we, we when it comes to children and having children out of wedlock and being single mothers and fathers and things like that, it is not solely on the man. It is not. The only thing we ask is women take some accountability for that too. Now you may not have plant for him to dip out on you. I understand that. But nevertheless, it was a mistake that you made. Now I know you get caught up, well. No, I, I will never call my child a mistake. Fair enough. Your child wasn't a mistake per se. Let's just say that. It was a mistake in how you brought them here. The way they got here was not ideal. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing wrong with admitting that, hey, this was a mistake. It was an accident. Like, not an accident, but it's just, this was not well thought out, was not planned. That's what men are not asking for. The same we hold each ourselves accountable. In the same way we allow you to hold us accountable for that, we just ask for the equal treatment. We just ask for the same thing. Another point is, we as black men are also not really able to voice our frustrations to anybody 
And that's why like, I'm really big on mental health for black men. The stigma, gentlemen, is fading. It's faded. You can come out of the darkness now. No need to hide how you feel, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the bitterness. There's no need to hide anymore. You can come out, you can get help. Stop hiding behind the drugs and the alcohol and the sex and the party. Stop hiding behind all that. It is counterproductive. And it's only going to make you worse. And I think a lot of times that the perception of the black man is that we just want to live reckless lives and have fun and negate all responsibility. Now, for some, that is true. For some. But not all... Not all pokies and railways are created equal. Just like not all single mothers are created equal. Sometimes it, it, it is just a, a case of poor judgment. In a case of single mothers, sometimes you're with the person, they pass away. And it's not because they were a gang and they got shut down. Sometimes God takes them in a car accident for a reason. Or they fall ill. Or sometimes the, the relationship just doesn't work out and you wind up divorced. Or you just guys break up. Once again, not all single marriages, not, not all single mothers are created equal. Same thing for who we call the pookies and the railways. Some, a lot of times, I find that they're just hurt. They got caught up in their hurt and the pain and the suffering and they got lost. And for those brothers, the brothers who do that, we, that we do kind of have our heads on straight and we have an idea of the way to go. It is not our job to criticize and look down upon those brothers. At least not until you try to give them a hand up. At least try to show them a better way. At least try to provide hope and guidance that they never had and a positive and positivity that they may have never had. Now let me turn around, smack you in the face, and disregard you. Then by all means have at it. If you want to criticize and critique them and and judge them, by all means go ahead. But I think you will be surprised that a lot of black men who are in these search of situations don't want to be they had no other way. They or they didn't see another way. And that is a failure of ours as well as black men and as black women. That is our failure. We have gotten too caught up in individualism, which is a completely Western ideology, the individual, instead of the collective which is more of our traditional roots. And the only way that we're going to get get this together is that, yes, despite all the negative things that I see on Facebook and YouTube and um, different things like that from black men, uh, black men, you, 
if we're gonna save this community, yeah. You're gonna have to stop, brothers, you're gonna stop shaming men who date single mothers. You gotta stop that. You're gonna have to stop looking at kids as disadvantages and uh, burdens. Because if we who know better don't correct them, no one else will. And then you can't complain when they turn into the pookies and rarities that you currently complain about. You can't do it. We have a responsibility to help those brothers. The brothers who are lost. We do. I will say this, and, and just closing in general. Women, I, I will never, I will never say that. I will never be so disrespectful and say that you guys don't endure, and that you haven't endured, and that a lot of times you have been given a bad hand. You have. But so have men. So have men. And I'll be honest, as a man, it feels sometimes because of the way how society has um, has crafted itself. I don't know if women, you really, especially black women, I don't know if you truly understand exactly how valued you actually are. Like when you have three, four kids and you get them all out and they're successful, you get all the credit for that. Even if the father was around and helping and things like that, you still get most of the credit for that because they live under your care. You get the credit for that. You know, you, you are honored, you're revered. And it's been like that way for years. Black men, on the other hand, for the most part, have been run down for years. Even the ones who do right, they've been lumped in with the one, the few who haven't done right. Just like the bad mothers are lumped in with the good mothers. So they get to hide behind the good mothers to pretend like they're good mothers as well. I got an example for you. Do you know, like, since I worked at a mental hospital and I worked on the kids unit, I used to talk to kids and they used to tell me stories about how their mom mistreated them. Only for some of the nurses, the older nurses, not to believe them. telling them that no mother would do that. But if it was the father, oh no, of course, the father's a monster. Those are the type of advantages that you have. And those are the type of advantages that frustrate men. Because they are bad mothers. As well as great fathers. 
So what we ask for is just not only just like we are to hold ourselves accountable, that you hold yourself accountable and especially hold the, the ones who are terrible, the terrible who are terrible. Don't protect them. Don't make excuses for them because we're not going to make excuses for the deadbeat dads out here. You'll never see a black man make an excuse for a deadbeat dad ever. That's, that will never happen. So we ask for the same consideration. Just a little accountability. We're not saying take all the blame. We're not asking you to take shoulders of all the burden. We're just asking just a little bit. Because to say that it's all of our faults is just not true. Just like to say that all women are bad is so gold diggers are against me is just not true it's not and one last and final thought uh, parents especially if you're parents of young girls um, it's a thought I had women don't really understand just how powerful they actually are and unfortunately, and I hate to sound like one of these guys because, you know, years ago I used to hear guys talk about feminism and, you know, about and critique and criticize feminism. I'm like, ah, I grow up and get a sack, you know? Because I didn't see it, but I can see the issues. Not with, I can see the issues with feminism, especially, I know it's going to draw some heat, but with black feminists. I gotta take it back to the Queen Mother, Shahzad Ali. She told our parents two decades ago in the 90s that the feminist movement was not for black women. And she's absolutely right. Look at how the black man is treated. How could we oppress you? Unfortunately, we're disrespected by a lot of you. Unfortunately. Not all, but a lot. And instead of, I think, that instead of, if you, we just got over, I'm sorry, let me just be blunt. Ladies, I understand being a female is rough, but the black man is not your enemy. We have not tried to control you. We can't control you. We have not. You have not been under our control since before we got here to the United States, to the Western world. The beef, the beef that the feminists have is not your beef because it's not. We're not. We're not the culprits. It's not us. We're not your enemy. I think part of feminism, part of feminist, what it has done is, to me, in my opinion, from what I'm able to see, um, it's kind of shifted women uh, because it's put a focus on you being strong, and I don't think you understand that you are already strong. I think you. 
I think females sometimes misunderstand their own strength. Ladies, you honestly do have the power to literally change the community drastically. Now, you can't do it all by yourself. No one's asking you to, but you can actually have a huge impact through your femininity. Men will do anything for women. Everything that, uh, like, let's take the guys for, let's take just men in general. Why do we go to work outside of the provide for ourselves? Why do we dress nice? Why do we try to get the best cars? Why do we do all these things to attract women? And on the other end of the spectrum, the brothers who are lost, why are they lost a lot of times? Why do they stay in their ways moving drugs and stealing and, you know, living a certain lifestyle? Because there's a certain amount of females who find that attractive. If those females shift their mindset 